What's up, everybody? Welcome to the third edition of the Savage Corner. Super, super excited. We've got guests, we've got co-hosts, we've got questions, and uh, we're going to get into a whole lot of stuff. So without delaying what not to do during a breakup, co-host Summer. Hey, guys. And then we have, of course, the Josh Griffith. You know, you only put his name, just Josh Griffith, but the Josh Griffith. <laughs> I need to ch- I need to change that. What's happening, everybody? <laughs> Dude, I can actually, two e's. I'll, I'll give you the old podcast quote. I can edit that out. <laughs> yeah, edit that out. Edit that out. Yep. So we're excited. We've got questions um, from a particular website. The summer's going to read to us in just a second, you know. But we're uh, we're, we're going to get into some questions, and some topics, and conversations about what not to do after a breakup. Summer. Hey, hey, everybody. Okay, boys, y'all get better. Get ready. Because these questions, I kind of went through them. They're pretty awesome. Okay, so escapewriters.com has an author. Her name is Artie Yadav that I follow. Um, I Her stuff, her stuff's great. Okay, so this was 21 things not to do after a breakup. Um, okay, number one is stalking your ex. You never let go of your past by keeping an eye on your boyfriend or girlfriend's relationship status. You have to leave this habit and recover from the current panic state. Okay, Wes? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's a super, it's so it's a bad idea for two different reasons. A, because you seem creepy. Like, I mean, that, it's obvious the person asks you to step away or get out of the relationship because they wanted some kind of space. Whether you feel it's valid or not, they wanted some kind of space and you're not granting it. The second thing is your own personal feelings. Like, uh, if you're tracking that person down, man, it just like it, it, it's it, you're, you're making yourself feel worse because you're still clinging on to the idea that the two of y'all could be together. And it's just a, it's a terrible mm-hmm. thing to do inside yourself as well, too. Okay, Josh, you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, you know, it's twofold. It's, it's for them because they've, yeah, they're, they're not interested any longer, but also for you self, self, uh, you know, you can put any kind of self there. Maybe the, the fact of just being content with yourself and Hey, I've got to move this on it. It's creepy. It's, um, it's all kinds of things actually, but, um, have some self worth about yourself. Um, no matter how bad or good the, um, you know, the breakup was whether you wanted it, didn't want it. I think everything happens for a reason. And yeah, you, yeah, you, those two reasons are pretty good to, yeah. to not for them, obviously. And then, you know, most importantly for yourself. Um, so she does go on to say that, um, that, that these things that like for women that have to constantly go, that it creates more anxiety and more negativity and their thoughts about themselves and it just creates a lot like depression and it just keeps going keeps going but okay number two pretend to be friends it's a trend to remain just friends with your ex the concept is really deep but you never but you never be into in a friendship after a breakup so quickly Stay in the same circle of friends who invited your ex might cause a situation that you might meet him more, but you don't try to be in a hurry to be friends or fake, fake it like you really don't care. Okay. Okay, Mr. Josh, your turn. What's you think? Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I can't, there's, there's a, um, especially for me, I couldn't, I can never do that. I think there's a, there needs to be a clean break there. And for whatever reason, um, you guys aren't together, I think trying to remain friends after that it just gets too messy it, it gets too messy on you know if you're trying to remain friends and you're following on social media like in number one it's there's the jealousy there's the whatever and i that's a clean break for me that has to be a clean break and i've you know obviously answered that question for people when they've said it and i'm like ooh, that's not gonna be good i would strongly advise that you that you do not do that regardless of the relationship prior to the dating or you know, married or whatever it may be, regardless of if you were friends before. And then, yeah, I think that's a messy situation. Frowned upon. Frowned <laughs> upon. Okay, Lance. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with what Josh said. I, I 
negative. It ain't happening for the most part. I mean, the the, the way I the way I started looking at it at first was, oh, you know, I need to be the nice guy. I need to, you know, try to remain friends, things of that nature. And like, if you have kids, like I get that, like the kids do need to see you guys getting along. That's different, you know, but if there's no kids, there's no ties to each other, then uh, negative. I mean, because at the end of the day, the only real reason why I would continue to talk to them is if I had children with them. If not, then for my own, <laughs> um, you know, needs, you know, it's a self-worth thing you don't feel like I'm worth sticking around with. So why am I going to entertain a friendship? You know what I mean? Sure. It just And also I know in my heart, because I worked so hard at this stuff, that I probably did everything that I could to keep the relationship together, and you still decided to walk out. So therefore, peace. You don't see my worth. You know, you just don't see my worth at all. You know, and then yeah. thirdly is, if you were friends before you got together, then... Most likely, that was not a real friendship to begin with, right? There was probably yeah. some underlying feelings, and you were only keeping that person in that position to see what would happen. It happened. Now everything's different. They gone. You know, so I just, I don't, I don't see the reason why people would want to remain friends. I'm not saying that you can't, you know, sure. and, and it won't work. I'm just saying for the most part, negative. No. Mm -mm. Um, I'm still friends with my ex. But it's mostly because of my children. Yeah, right. So I think that's. I mean, that almost you. But my you kids are twenty-one and twenty-four, and there's just and we just both told each other we were mad at each other for twenty-two years. So no reason to be mad now. So, the only thing that we can do is improve our relationship by communication and healthy communication, and to where and once we were separated, it was like I was relieved and he was not under pressure anymore and we could actually have a conversation and the entire time our marriage like we just couldn't like we just didn't we got married because i was pregnant so right <clears throat> but we stayed married because of our kids but now now everything's fine and we're not together and he lives close and but he can come over and have family dinners and we can all get along so I don't know if that's technically friends or he's just my baby daddy, but you know, I don't know. I think that's a, I think that's good okay. co-parenting. I think it is too. Yeah. Okay. Three, visit places you spent time together. <laughs> that's so creepy. Okay. Go Wes. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, you know me, I'm, I'm the overthinker. So like my mind goes to, mm. it depends on what place it is. Right. But if you're going there because of that reason, then ah, again, hell no, just at some point in time. And I'm not saying it's easy because I went through some of these processes as well too, but at some point in time, you have to tell yourself <laughs> it's over. It doesn't matter what, yeah. if I go to these places, if I don't go to these places, I don't need the closure. I already have it. They don't want to be with me. You know, all those things come with healing. You know what I mean? But I, I get it first. You know, you just want to, you're, you're trying to hold on to, to that delusion of what it was. And you're just going to go to all the things and do all the things and say all the things that you normally do. But at some point in time, you've got to break the cycle. You know, if you don't, yeah. you're going to be dwelling on this forever. And it's, and I, again, yeah. I know it's hard. I'm, I'm I know sometimes when I speak and everyone's like, oh, it's so savage. And it seems like, you know, like it's so easy. It's not. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying mm -hmm. when you get to a certain point in your life when you've healed, like I have and like the three of us have, you know, then Absolutely. it does. We're like, dude, it's so easy. Just stop doing it. <laughs> but that it is. I, I, I don't see the need to return to someplace um, to to try to remind myself of something that was crap to begin with, you know. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, I get it. But I, it's something I wouldn't do now. Okay, Mr. Josh. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're going back there, I think a lot of people on the on the flip side of that, yeah, I agree with you, Wes. Going back there, if that's reminding you or you're trying to hold on hope or you're, you know, you're wallowing in it maybe of, you know, trying to do all those things, yeah, not okay for yourself, 100%. Um, okay. But you have the flip side of that of people that just won't go to those places for for healing. It's not, you know, the flip side of that is like, hey, I eventually you've got to heal with that but hey i'm not going to go there or if you start dating again it's like hey you know it's going to take some time to 
to heal there of going, hey, this is a popular restaurant or a popular date spot or a popular place to go. You may steer clear of that for your own healing, but make sure before you go back there, either by yourself with someone else, your you know whoever it is that you're healed. Because the I think the worst thing you like you talk about, we've all been healed of those things and in a healing process and working on all those things. But if you you get to the point where you think you're healed and you go to place for this and you go all the way back to the beginning, that's not a good place to be. It's that difference of you know, is it a scar or is it a wound? If it's still a wound for you and it's not a scar, that's going to hurt when you go back there and it's going to, you're going to just regress on all the progress that you've made for yourself. But yeah. I agree. I know, no, no way. Yeah. For multiple reasons. One, again, it's creepy, but two, <laughs> it can throw yourself back on right. the healing on yourself. Right, right. And, and before you go, so before you go to the yeah. next one, I had, I had a super quote that applied to that this week. I don't know if you saw it or not, Josh, but it says to heal a wound first, you have to stop touching it. Mm. And, that, and that is right in this line right here. <laughs> True, story. True story. That's great. That's great. Um, okay. I, and mine is I, I'm from a really small town. So whenever, like I first moved back and it, Corey and I were split up and he lived where he lived and I lived where I lived. And then, but we would meet and have, we would have family dinners. Like we'd go eat Mexican food or just kind of meet up and just go do whatever. But like, there's not a whole lot of places where you don't see exes and stuff. I, I'm just sure. kidding. <laughs> because especially in small towns, there's not that much to yeah. do. Like you're only going to go to one Mexican food place or, you know, so yeah, try try to admit, try it. It's creepy, especially if you just go there because of that reason. Don't 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 do that. I agree all the way. Okay. Need another booth. Oh, yeah. Okay, this one says get a new look. Get like, don't get a tattoo immediately. Don't get a haircut immediately. Like, totally revamp yourself. That something that you'll regret in the long run. What do you think, Wes? I disagree with that one. I think, I because th that's a process of healing. Now you don't change who you are, but I can get wanting to change something about you, and that's that's a good thing. You know, um, yeah, I take I know like women love to go to the hair salon, but I don't think I I well from what I've heard from other people. I don't think a whole lot of women can understand that a man going into a barbershop, the feeling that we have when we come out. Like, I mean, we feel like a million damn dollars, man. Mm -hmm. And it could be something small. I mean, it doesn't have to be a whole lot of change, but just being able to step outside of yourself and change something can actually be super beneficial. Now, I'm yeah. not talking about change your whole life in the snap of a finger, you know, but I think changing at the beginning is a good thing just again don't go to the dark end of the spectrum don't flip your life all around but i think going to do something like you get your nails done or you know because at this point too like in a lot of relationships you could be doing the things that you weren't allowed to do or things that you wanted to do and you couldn't or couldn't afford to do because they were not good financially like so this could be a treat to yourself to do these things so at that aspect, I'm going to disagree. I, I think you should do things for yourself, and you can do it right away, and you should. I mean, most people don't, but they should treat themselves right away, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Go ahead, Mr. Josh. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, man, I, I think it depends on what it is. I mean, if, you're, if you've been wanting to get that, you know, tattoo for the longest time, and you, again, weren't allowed to, couldn't afford, whatever that reason is, go and get you that tattoo. Goes kind of contradicting what people say is don't act on emotion those big big decisions but if it's something you wanted to do and you've had an idea of it and you, you eventually you were going to get it maybe that's a form of maybe that's a form of healing yeah. of hey mm -hmm. you know what either they wouldn't let me i couldn't get it whatever that is or hey i'm going to do this for me now you go changing wow. your entire life of you know what i'm going to shave my head and i'm going to dye my beard purple or i'm going to do like all of those things are things that can be, you know, maybe not purple, West. Maybe it's green. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want to die. But, you know, doing those major, major changes may be a mask for 
how you're like, hey, I'm going to go do this. And it's physically you need you need the conversation from someone. Oh my gosh, what'd you do to your hair? It looks, it may be this false sense of new me instead of actually going back to get the healing, which is internal. The physical stuff, yes, you're going to get the attention. You're going to get the conversations. You're going to get people asking you those things, sure. But when you go home and no one's asking you those things, are you going to be happy when you look at yourself in the mirror or are you going to work on yourself internally to fix whatever you needed to fix on your end? You got to look at yourself too, but... I totally get some of those things. I find you some good friends and some like-minded people that would say, that's not a good idea. I strongly suggest you don't do that. Or, hey, what's the worst thing that could happen? It's hair, it'll grow back. Or, you know, tattoos obviously more permanent, but you don't want to go go change in the world if something happens. I agree. I don't, I don't think, I think a haircut is one thing, but I think a tattoo like right after, like, Corey told me that I wanted to divorce on this day and I went and got a tattoo on the next day. I would just, that's not like me. And cause I plan those things out. So I right. think that that's right. not a good idea. <laughs> okay. The next one is blaming yourself. Why they left all the questions that we ask ourselves is overthinkers. Mm. Josh, your turn. Yeah. Um, you know, I think some of that stuff is uh, blame's probably not the the word I would use, but you do have to self reflect. I believe. I mean, blaming yourself. Hey, it and in regardless of the situation, you could have been blamed for them doing what they did to n no longer be together. So, blaming yourself not okay. Looking at yourself internally, going, okay, what could I have done different? What do I need to work on going forward so that this doesn't happen again? But blaming yourself is a lot of pressure with that. That leads to depression. That leads to anxiety. That leads to masking yeah. all those feelings. That leads to, you know, stupid decisions per se, like like getting a <laughs> tattoo. Like, hey, I'm going to blame myself, but I'm going to get that. I think that you've, you can reevaluate yourself and what you've done. Blaming yourself is something you definitely should not do. It's not yeah. healthy for you. It's not going to help you start healing if you just blame yourself. You're going to be in this perpetual cycle, hamster wheel, whatever analogy you want to use, and you're not ever going to get healed or not ever be able to move on. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Go, it's, Mr. Um, Mr. Pearson. <laughs> um, no, I, it's, I would, I'm going to go on the same thing. It's You have to self-reflect. Like People have to understand that you may not have deserved your outcome, but that you had something to do with it. Now, I will go as far as saying the something that you had to do with it may not have been valid. It may have been a false idea or a false hope from your partner, but at some point in time, you stopped providing what they needed. Now, again, what they needed may not have been valid, so you did not deserve the outcome, but there was something that you didn't provide to them, and you need to reflect to make sure that's not something you're going to project into your next relationship. We True. all have our faults, unfortunately, of what happened to the demise of your relationship. And you have to make sure that it wasn't something that you're going to project into the next person. But I get a lot of my friends that I try to talk to or help through breakups, divorces, whatever, they all come out the same way. I didn't do nothing. I'm like, well, there was something. <laughs> there was something. Now, it may not have been so great that you didn't deserve what you got, but there was something in there that you need to reflect on because, sure. again, it does take two. Um, can a perfect relationship come to an end? Absolutely. But, you know, I'd say probably 95% of the time there was some kind of breakdown that you need to self-reflect on. Like, again, you may not have deserved the outcome, but there's something there that you, at some point in time, you stop providing. You need to make sure that you're not going to apply that to the next relationship. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. Having a revenge thought. <laughs> Yes. I, I mean, I'm just going to go, I'm, I'm going to take the floor on this one because the first, yeah. at least month after I break up, I'm like, yeah, no, mm, mm, no, <laughs> no, like, yeah, I, mm, you just can't stop that, those thoughts. So oh. like, I think that that's perfectly normal. What do you think, Wes? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that thought is okay. <laughs> um, now, uh, acting on it, that's morally lowering your standards. 
you know, especially if it is, you do something that's morally against your standards. Normally it would be, but the thought of it, man, that's okay. I'm like, well, yeah. few of them I like to choke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josh. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that's human nature. I think um, having the thought of, you know, whatever that is. I mean, obviously detrimental to yourself is where that comes down to. If you act on that or you allow that to overtake what you're doing, that can be detrimental in many different levels. But yeah, I mean, the thought of it, I mean, nobody can sit here and say, I haven't thought about, you know, whatever that is, whatever the thought process is. I think that's, that's just human nature. That's just what we do. Blame ourselves, which is what we just talked about. And then have the revenge thought like, man, if I would have done this, well, Hey, I can do this. Like, I, I think that's human nature. I think we all do. So yeah. Don't act on it. Right. Don't act on it. Okay. Start dating too soon. I'm just going to say that we probably all collectively think about this, what this. So I'm just going to say you give me like one sentence about this and it'll probably be the best. And you give me one sentence. Go. <laughs> do not do that. Right. <laughs> Make sure you're healed first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, guys. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast Don't on that topic. <laughs> yeah. And there are stages of dating, and you have to go through them all. So just get the first couple out of the way, and then go through your stages of dating. Yeah, yeah. Okay, keep keep making yourself set, set yourself upset. I can't talk. Um, um. Indulging like in constant grief, like thinking about them all the time, and oh my gosh, you know, oh I miss West and blah, blah. like doing like just crying about them constantly is not healthy, obviously, because you're just going to keep recycling and bringing that old energy back and how you feel. Okay, so Josh, you go. Yeah, yeah, I think that that that's a, another thing. I think that's that's part of human nature especially if you spent some you know whether you've spent you know a month with this person or you spent 10 years with this person i think you you look back and you remember the good times you you know try to do all those things um but wallowing in that and sitting there and feeling sorry for yourself or feeling sorry for the relationship and missing them and all of that you're not healed first off and you need to probably spend some time working on the healing process and go Go talk to somebody about that and let somebody Absolutely. give you some give you some keys and give you some ways to combat that so that you're not just wallowing and missing them and crying them and getting depressed and, you know, missing work or time with kids or time with friends or whatever. I think, again, human nature, but it, it leads you down a slippery, slippery slope if you do that. What you think, Wes? Yeah, I, I agree with what Josh, like you have to spend some time of grief, you know, especially if it was an extended period of time. And like I said on the last podcast, the normal itch or problem in the relationship is around seven years. So of course that's a lot of time, you know, my, my marriage went longer than that. I think yours did too, Summer. I'm guessing Josh, yours did too. Um, but, um, yes, yeah, so you have to take some time to grieve, but you can't, you can't stay there. You can't dwell there. Um, yeah. You know me, I love quotes. Like one of the ones that I always see that walls were not designed for people to keep things out. Walls were designed for you to lean up against momentarily until you move on. You know, so mm -hmm. if you need to shut things out for a little bit and lean up against the wall, that's fine. But don't stay there, you know, because you stay there, it's just going to, it's going to ruin you, you know, and, sure. and, and it's okay to start to get rid of things and start to move forward and, 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 you know, don't keep the same things in your house. I mean, if you can, as the as the progression goes on, it shouldn't be much past a year or two if, if it's a financial thing. I get it. But your house and your surroundings should change dramatically. Um, you shouldn't be holding on to, to things that the two of y'all had together because it just it's going to mess you up. And it feels good to progress without that person. One of the biggest yeah. things that I remember reading when I was going through my divorce and single parenthood and all this other stuff was it's a simple idea. The, the most important thing to the children is to see both people, both parties standing on their own two feet without helping each other. And that's a mm -hmm. process of that. 
you know, yeah. moving on to new things, new surroundings, new, you know, pictures, things on the walls. That's all part of moving on and standing on your own two feet without that person. And that's the healthiest thing for not only you, but for your children as well, too. So. I agree. Yeah. Um, dragging yourself into a new addiction. So I know a lot of my girlfriends as over the 20, I don't know why, but I just had an influx of women after wow. 20 years get divorced. And it's like, we're all single again together. Well, Wes, I can attest that I was, I was, I was leading the bunch. We were going to bars. We were doing all this stuff. We, it does not, it does not <laughs> make it any faster to heal. It does not make you feel any better. It makes you feel worse. I'm going to just tell you not to do it. <laughs> can you agree, Josh? Agreed. A million percent yeah. agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree too. It's, it... I, I get why some people do it, but you have to understand all that all that stuff is temporary relief. And mm -hmm. if you want to slap a you know a bandaid on a, on a gunshot wound, you go for it, you know. But it's not yeah. going to heal. It's you're not going to be better person. I get you know one of, especially if you got married at an early age, and you didn't get a time mm -hmm. to do that party phase. You know, I, I can get the idea of wanting to do it, but it shouldn't last long. So, you know, but uh, you, I do say go out there, do the things that you want to do, do the things you hadn't done, but don't, don't pick up drugs or alcohol as a thing, because that's just, it's again, it's only going to give you temporary relief. Yeah. Yep. It's not going to, it's not going to process anything out. Okay. And this one is just, it says, keep chasing your ex. Um, yeah, it, that's just. Nope. There's no reason. If they've told you and made it very clear, like you probably should go seek help because you, it's just not normal. If two people have a disagreement that you still go chase and see and find what they want and, and talk about your futures together. Like you need to go talk to someone. Okay. Go Wes. Yeah. I mean, that's always the first step. Go talk to somebody, go see somebody. Um, because mm -hmm. that's not a, it's not a healthy thought process. A, know your worth understand that person did not treat you kindly did not do the things that you wanted to do did not hear you they disrespected you all these things happened and that you still think that they are good for you then then you probably need to talk to somebody and I, again i know i say that and oh it's so easy it's not you know but when again when you get to this level of healing you look back at your life and you're like man why did i do these things you know mm -hmm. and it's mainly because we didn't have a whole lot of self-worth at that point because you know, we were trampled on, you know, but, yeah. you know, chasing somebody that doesn't want you is probably the lowest form of self-worth that you can have. If that person doesn't want mm -hmm. you. That's it. Stop searching for closure. That's not closure. That's affirmation. The closure is they don't want to be with you. It's over. Move. And I, I know it's doesn't not that easy, but that's the best thing you can do is move, move forward. They move one direction. You move the other. You keep moving. Yeah. Okay, Josh. Yeah, 100% agree. I think, you know, that goes back into stalking or chasing or to any of those things. It's wrong on many levels, but it's the self-worth has gone out the window. If you think that you don't deserve better or you don't deserve, you know, better, you but you've got to go talk to somebody and get healed. That's not, you know, there's a reason why they are no longer in your life. You're doing, they're doing, like Wes said, you know, a combination of the two. So chasing them when there's a clear break a clear you know definition of hey this is not going to work you're just hurting yourself you are you are just hurting yourself and you may go to you could go to jail depending on how much you chase them <laughs> yeah like maybe you know that could that could definitely happen i know that like right. i remember and just in my circumstance, like him telling me he wanted a divorce and I didn't listen. I was like, no, you, you lost your mind. Like, <laughs> and then, and then went on a week, like literally went on a week. Mm. And, and, and he said, no, like I'm being serious. Like this, this, this is not. And I'm like, oh, oh man, that hurt. <laughs> now I feel like I'm like, we're right. <laughs> so but i was in the state of denial for like all week but anyways so don't keep doing it once you like don't 
don't you're way better than that just don't do it okay making a wall around yourself you start you start making a distance with your near ones like you're not making connections anymore you shut all shut all your hopes and your dreams and you just kind of go with inside yourself um this this could be a very negative or it could be i like to be alone when i'm healing i don't really want anybody to see me breaking down and crying but i'm okay because i know that that's how i heal so with that right. being said go mr west um so i agree and i disagree so at the beginning i think it's healthy and it's the best process for you to shut off just about everything and you want to do it for some people say 30 days, some people 60 days. I know I went 60. Um, but for me, it was, I started to realize the people around me were not the people who I thought they were. I'm talking friends, yeah. family members, everything, man. So at first, and I, and I think I've talked about this. I did talk about this in one of my TikToks. It's, it's go, go 60 days and don't reach out to anyone. See who yeah. reaches out to you. That's, yeah. who, that's who, that's who you can rock with. You know what I mean? And that's just... Yeah. That is, to me, a very healthy journey. Um, but understand that during that process, there has to be a time where you stop that. You know, and at that point, you can reach out to those people that you shut off and just kind of see what's happening. But at that point, you should be able to claim, gain enough clarity to who is real and who is not real and who is there for you and not for you. Because what you're going to realize in that 60 days, if you did what most people did, you're most likely were a people pleaser. And there's a whole lot of people that didn't give two shits about you. Um, and they're not going to reach out to you. Okay. That doesn't mean y'all can't be associates yeah. or acquaintances. That just means you know now where that person stands and you can reach out to them and see if they try to regain your, or rekindle your friendship. Um, but no, I think at first it's, it's healthy and you should probably shut things down uh, for a small amount of time. And you don't have to do that right out the gate. You can, you can wait a few months as you're starting to heal and then go ahead and do it. That's what I did. I know it was, I think I was like a month or two in and I just said, you know what? I, I don't know. I don't know anything about anybody right now. Like I, I feel like I lived this fake life for like 15 years. So the only yeah. thing I could do is shut, is shut things down. And I was shocked. I mean, I, mean, I had family members that I don't talk to anymore um, because I realized yeah. that they were, they were just using me, you know, and it's usually the people that, and you'll, you'll start to notice them afterwards because you'll talk to them and they're like, and, and they'll be like, you know, this, that, and third, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. And they're like, yeah. Well, man, yeah, I'm going through some stuff. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm going through this. And, and they just, they don't care about what you're going through. They just want you to hear their stuff. You know, and I'm just, you know, I hate to say it any other way, but I'm not here to be somebody's emotional tampon. Like I I got my, my, my needs and wants to, I mean, so it's just, yeah. it's, it, you know, you have to be careful with it. But like I said, I, I think it is healthy at first to, to shut things down, but you shouldn't, shouldn't do it forever. Absolutely not. No, yeah. I think, I think, I think getting quiet and healing your heart and just kind of taking time for yourself is okay but as long as there's no like harmful like if you if you're thinking about offing yourself or doing something you should definitely not put a wall around yourself you should definitely open up and talk to people because that's what you need is you do need people around you to heal you and to help love you and to know that you're wanted and needed and we all care but definitely i think taking time to yourself is is okay and healthy. I know I didn't come out of my room for probably the first four days. So <laughs> I was good. I was like, no, I'm not talking to nobody. I just want to be right here with my thoughts. Yeah. So, um, taking it all alone, this kind of goes back to the thing that we just talked about. Like, um, you not sharing your feelings with absolutely anyone. I know that as a woman, I need to, I need to get my feelings out and I need to express them. So, um, I don't know about how y'all do, but as, as women, like I need to be calling my mama like immediately and being like, mama, let me tell you something like, but it's getting that out. But I also don't keep feeding into that. So yeah. like, that's super important. Okay. Go ahead, Josh. I'm gonna let Josh go. Josh. Yeah, I, th I think anytime, I think a lot of people, you know, you think that you're the only one going through that. So you don't want to burden other people. You're like, I'll just keep this to myself. I'll enter, I'll, I'll deal with it myself. And what obviously <laughs> people need to understand is you're not the first person to go through that. You're not the last person that's going to go through that. And 
it's a whole lot easier to carry a load when you have multiple people. So being able to have that person or persons, that circle or that small group of friends that's going to, or family that is going to tell you like it is, they're going to listen. They're going to give constructive criticism. They're going to, you know, they're not going to sugarcoat all of that stuff. They're not going to, you know, let you stay in that, you know, victim mentality. They're going to actually help you. But, um, thinking you can try to do it alone. Well, look, we've probably all been there. We probably all tried to do it alone, regardless of what it is, job, relationships, kids, Absolutely. whatever. Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't work well. You, you run yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally down where your, where your cup is just empty. And then you go into the, you know, the reserve or, or keep going. And that's, that's not a good place to be. It's hard to get out of that place. Yeah. Okay. Wes. Yeah. No, yeah, I I agree with all that. You have to find you sh you should it, especially as an adult, have somebody that you know you can talk to. And if you find out you don't have that person after your your breakup or divorce, then you you have to go seek help. I mean, go talk to somebody. A lot of people think yeah. the counseling or when you have a problem, but counseling is just, everybody can can benefit from counsel counseling. Nothing you can do too. And I I mean, I recommend everybody start doing this. I need to get back to it. Um, journal. Journal your thoughts. Journal the stuff that you're going through. Write it on paper. There's a book called The Burn Book. Those are excellent. And if you have, don't know what that is, you basically write down everything that you feel like you're going through. And at the end of it, you set the thing on fire. Um, and that's so nobody else can see it, you know. And it's it's actually called A Burn Book. You can find them on Amazon and so on and so forth. But the whole idea of that is to get things off of your mind and on the paper um, so that way you can just start to move forward without somebody there to listen to you. Um, so those can be helpful too, but yeah, you, you got to get the stuff off your chest. There's got to be some avenue for you to vent to, because if not, you're just going to hold it in. You're going to get resentful, or again, you may take that and bleed it into your next relationship, which is even worse, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to put these two things together because my mind just went to this, but over, overthinking and cluelessly eating. <laughs> So I know as a woman, whenever I'm having sad things, I like, I want to eat. <laughs> that's, that's what's going to happen. And so, but while I'm eating, I'm also overthinking. So that's why I'm putting these two things together. Um, yeah. Overthinking like every experience. Cause I know that I used to think about all of the bad stuff that I, that, that all the bad things that happened. And I would just, I would just kept thinking about all the bad stuff and then, and then one of the kids would say something, it reminded me of a good moment. And then I, I would consciously have to tell myself with food in my hand, like it's, we, it wasn't all bad. Like you're making this up in your brain, like stop. So go ahead, Wes. Um, I don't, I won't say they won't, but I don't think a lot of males have the eating problem when it comes down to that. It's just not something we don't replace food with other things. It's just not what males do. I know females go through that a lot, but the overthinking portion I can definitely talk to because I'm an overthinker. Uh, an overthinker is not a terrible thing. Overthinking is terrible. But if you're an overthinker yeah. or an avid thinker or a rapid thinker is what I call it, you do have to learn how to control it because it's going to ruin your damn life. Um, I can literally go through the end of this discussion and back and probably less than a second, and I can actually change your answers, and you're going to say one of the things that I came up with before you even say the first word. That's how quick my brain moves. <laughs> um, but I don't. I had to learn to let it not get to me, and what it was, what I found out through counseling was I can't control anybody. I, I, I'm not here to control anybody. I can only control my actions. So as I thumb through that rapid thought, I always pull the things out that I can control, and I do it. You know, but mm -hmm. I, I, if it's something that y'all are going to say, y'all going to do, and it's almost like, hey, the guy's going to step in, step in dog poop. Do I tell him not to? Yeah, you probably should. Okay. But if they're going to say something stupid or do something stupid, you have no control over him. Hands up. Let him do it. You know? So, I mean, it's just, it's because you, if you, if you try to control those things, you're going to drive yourself nuts, man. Yeah. That's what I was doing. And it, it took a counselor to say, hey, last time I checked, you weren't God. Stop controlling the whole world. And that's why, like, I literally stopped and was like, oh, my God, I have been trying to change the entire world to make a better yeah. place, my relationship, to see if it will last. And that was crazy. 
You know, yeah. I was doing everything I could to control people's reactions, even my own children. If they were do something, I'm like, hey, please don't upset your mom. You know, because I was trying to make it so that I wouldn't have a bad situation with their mom that night. You know, so mm. it was just there were so many things that I was overthinking and trying to control. And you can't you go. Don't go there. If you're doing that now, go get help um, because you were going to go down a dark hole with that stuff. So I can't speak on the overeating. I'm a big guy, but I don't eat like that. <laughs> but like I said, I don't know if it's a woman thing, but I feel like it is because you guys, you always see in the movies. They're eating the ice cream or whatever. You know? The guys don't know how to do that. So, Josh, you agree? Go ahead, yeah, Josh. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think guys do, you know, in terms of the things that, you know, we can you know, drink or, you know, alcohol or friends or work or all those things. But yeah, I can speak to the over, I mean, the overthinking piece. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being, an, uh, you know, an overthinker, but overthinking. That's, that's a great quote. I mean, that just leads you, it, it, it allows you to think what if all the time. And generally when you're overthinking, it's the negative what if. And somebody that's not necessarily an overthinker comes in and goes, well, you're saying what if this, let's use a relationship for example. What if this relationship doesn't work? Distance, kids, schedules, whatever. What if it doesn't work? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I want to do that. Well, the person that's not the overthinker is like, well, what if it does? There's just a mind shift of, yeah, I, I can overthink too, but I'm not an overthinker, but I'm not overthinking all of those things because it's just a different way. It's just a different way to process. It's a yeah. different way to do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I can't speak of the, you know, the overeating either. I think that's a, I do think that's a female thing. Um, <laughs> because like I said, it, it, you see it in the movies, you see it, all of those things. I'm sure there are men that do that. I'm sure there are. Um, um, but it's depicted obviously with, you know, women doing that and women talk more freely and openly about that. Us men, if we do that, we, we hide that anyway. So it's another issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's all different. That's a whole different issue. We'll have to do a whole, a whole podcast, podcast about that one. <laughs> um, I think, um, I, I think that I don't overthink. So Wes is like, Wes is always, Wes, Wes overthinks and and he expresses sometimes and i'm just like how does your brain do that so fast like if you ask me a question about the kid and it's for something for after school and i'm just like well i don't know i don't have him yet like i don't think past getting the baby it's like whatever he wants to do that's what we're gonna go do like right. i don't i don't I, I don't know i just don't think that way and he does and he's just like but but just look at it this way. I'm like, okay. So I think it's great. I love his little brain. But I don't overthink anything. I'm so yeah. bad. I just don't do it. Unless it's something that I've done wrong and I'm on myself about it. Then I'm an overthinker. Okay. Not choosing wise a wise distraction. So, like... Not like as far as the people you sleep with, wasting money, watching TV, um, sleeping more like those things. So um, I, I don't agree with this one. I'm thinking that I didn't do those before and I probably need a little bit of distraction. So, okay, Wes, go ahead. Oh, like I, I agree with you, I think. You sometimes need a healthy distraction. I just, I, I kind of like what we said earlier, though, like just remember your morals and try not to to degrade them. Try not to downplay them. Try not to overstep them, you know, because I know a lot of people, you know, like, for instance, you know, I've seen people, they'll get mad and say, oh, my ex-boyfriend cheated on me, so I'm going to go out here and sleep with a hundred guys. Well, isn't that the same thing? Like you didn't gain mm -hmm. any moral grounding or foundation there. So why would you do it? You know, so it's just, yeah. it's be, be respectful to yourself, be respectful to your morals and try to move forward. Cause the last thing you want to do is, is disrespect yourself or downgrade yourself as a person in light to somebody else. Because I mean, the way I like to look at it is hell, you, you're gonna let them win. Don't let them win. You know, don't, don't, don't make them push you into a life that you didn't, you, you, you weren't mm -hmm. meant for. You know? So yeah, that'd be my big thing. Okay, Josh. What do you think? You've muted, you muted yourself, Josh. Josh, you're on mute. 
There we go. There, yeah. there we go. Um, <laughs> I think I, I think a distraction is good, but choosing a healthy distraction, whether that be the gym, whether that be you know church, whether that's friends, positive friends, family. I think there's nothing wrong with a distraction per se, um, but make sure it's a healthy one and it aligns with morals, ethics, and you healing. Most importantly. Yep, I totally agree. I think that I think that it's whatever you are, you do need to do something out of your comfort zone though. Like if you yeah, need right. that much of something, you do need to do something out of your comfort zone, but make it a healthy comfort zone. Like if you're a Christian girl and you and you go to church and you do everything you're supposed to do, I don't want to see you in the bar honky-tonking every weekend because that's not something that you need to be doing so yeah, right right okay okay choose to escape you don't run i i totally believe you do not run from anything that you're going through the only reason you should be running is if somebody's trying to kill you true what you think wes yeah, I agree. And we're, um, we're 40 seconds, 40, 46 minutes, by the way. Um, but anyways, they, I, I agree. Like you shouldn't, to hurry. You, you shouldn't have to escape from your relationship. You shouldn't be escaping from anything. Like if you feel like you're escaping, then if there was abuse, stuff like that, yeah, I get all that. That's, that, that is an escape. But at the end of the day, you don't try to escape from your relationship. You walk away from it with your head held high, you know? So yeah, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. True. I think. I think okay. escaping is is relative. Is all. Is all. Um, is all well and good, but you got to do it in a in a constructive manner too. Escaping the negativity is one thing, but make sure you're working on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, too scared to change. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah. There's got to be change. Everything's yeah. got to change. Unfortunately, I know that you they might have been comfortable with where they are, but it's got to change or because something wasn't right. So, right. Okay. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the first, the first person you've got to look at on the change is yourself. I think you need to go get help and figure out, Hey, what could I do? And what could I, what I should have done or could have done, but more importantly, how can I change some of those things going forward? for yourself, first and foremost, self-love, self-care, trusting yourself, all those things before you can allow yourself to do that in the next relationship. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's gotta be okay. done. So just really, I'm just gonna like emphasize, but you you said that um, like you, it has to be, like the change is not like you, you don't go, like waiting for a miracle to happen or anything like that. No. Like you don't, you, but it's got to change for your insides because a lot of the healing that you do, that all the blaming that you blamed on them, you'll start to take some of that blame and understand sure. that some Absolutely. of this stuff was mine, but I'm not owning all of that. That wasn't all me. This, this, and this happened. And then you'll start to rationalize in your head. Yeah. So, okay. Go ahead, Wes. What you got? Yeah, yeah, we'll have to make this the last question, by the way. So we'll close out after I talk. Okay. When I'll go back to finish. Okay. But yeah, but you, you have to make the changes, right? You have to go through the course. You have to start doing things for yourself. You have to start healing. Um, and of course, you're going to be afraid of it at first, but you have to get over that hump and do it any way that you can. Like I said, go see counseling, go talk to friends, start going out on your own as far as jogging is concerned or a walk or a gym or something. Just you, you got to do something to to start to peel away that old life that you had because if you don't you're gonna end up messing things up big time you know so i always say therapy therapy is a good place to be and um but yeah you absolutely have to, change is scary change is super scary but you, you gotta do it you know so but um so i know that's gonna be our last question this has been great i appreciate it i mean like i just yes. having you in uh, we go. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, we're gonna do some closing thoughts. So, you now Josh, go ahead and hit us with your closing thoughts first. Yeah, I think closing thoughts. If you're in the situation right now, and you, you know, or even if you're, even if you're not, if you encounter this later, the first thing you've got to do is make sure you're making healthy decisions for yourself first and foremost. You've got to look inside yourself to heal yourself. Don't blame yourself. 
and take as much time as you need. You've got to know that. And if you don't know that, therapy is a good option. Um, peer-to-peer counseling is a good option. Um, but don't do things unless you're completely healed and completely ready. Some people, that happens quicker than others, but make sure you're ready. Make sure you love yourself, respect yourself, trust yourself, all of those things before you try to go do that to somebody else. Yeah. Summer, what are, you, what are your, your closing thoughts? Uh, my closing thoughts are I was a wild one. So I did all the things you were not supposed to do, and it took me longer to heal myself. So um, I made all the bad decisions and did all the wrong things, and I wish that I had somebody there to guide me. So if anything, I could just show women the, what you're supposed to do from my mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I guess my closing thought would be just find help. Find find the people that you can surround yourself with. Find a therapist. Um, you know, start to do things for yourself. Um, and don't. And I think the biggest thing I said tonight was morals. Don't 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 overstep your morals. If you didn't have any morals, then find some. Um, if you did something really wrong, if you were the cheater or whatever, what may be understand your mistake and move forward. You know, you can't always control what happened, but you can control how you react to it. You know, so just, you know, start start finding who you are. That's the biggest thing. So yeah. Yep, yep. All right, guys. It's been real. Thank you all all the followers and all the listeners, you know, for tuning into the Savage Corner. Uh, again, you know, D Josh Griffith, he does a lot of different things. You wanna plug your you wanna plug your uh podcast real quick? Yeah, podcast. Um, you can find that on uh, my link tree, which is on my social media platforms. It's on Convene Communities, all in one platform. I do that on Tuesday nights, 7 o'clock Eastern time. And we talk about all the things that you can't talk about on social media because you get banned. So it's mental, health, <laughs> mental health, mental health, parenting. Um, you know, we've talked depression, anxiety, race, finances. We really talked all those things. Open, safe environment done via Zoom. And um, it's a great place. Yeah, man. Never it mind. is a great place. Well, yeah, it is. We'll definitely have you back on again. As, as if you guys don't know, me and Josh are actually great friends. We talk quite a, quite a yep. bit. So, but yeah, man, we'll have you back on again. I appreciate you uh, coming on tonight. Uh, y'all take care and be savage. Yeah. Peace on the night, everybody.